I know that no matter what, I'm going to be okay and I'm going to be led to the path that I'm supposed to be on to do what I want to do in this world, which is leave a positive impact, right? So what does that look like? As long as I don't have an attachment to how that happens, right? As long as I'm not attached to how that needs to happen. No, that needs to happen because I need to open 10 stores and I need to, you know, it's like if I'm attached to that, then yeah, it's going to be really painful when things aren't working out the way that I want them to work out. But when I can, in those moments of fear and anxiety, connect back to, do I trust? that I'm being guided and led where I'm supposed to go. And if I can do that, then regardless of what's happening, what storm is blowing outside, I just can sit there with ease knowing that yes, I'm whatever happens, even if everything were to fall apart that I've built, that means something else is going to come together. You know, that I'm, that's even bigger and better that I'm supposed to be doing. You know, it's like sometimes, you know, chapters do close and, and new things have to happen. And so I'm not attached to the outcome. I'm not attached to how this has to be or how this has to go. I just am in full faith and surrender often in those situations. And that's how it's gotten easier for me. Not because, oh, I just know we're going to stay the course and everything's going to work out. But because I know that at the end of the day, I'm being guided and I'm being led. And and no matter what, at the end of the day, I'm going to be where I'm supposed to be. And I just need to keep showing up and doing the best I can with what I'm being given. Welcome to the Yogi Triathlete Podcast. We are Jess and BJ, and like our guest today, Nastasha McKeon, we are on a mission to create a better world. Part of the way we're doing this is by shining a light on people who are looking, finding, and living their purpose. A reminder to all of us that we are here on purpose. Our dreams matter, and they sit on our hearts to be realized. Never hold back, says our teachers. Always live on the edge, he says. And our intent is that this podcast gives you the permission and tools to fully live that beauty for yourself. Nastasha is founder and CEO of Choice Juicery, San Diego's largest owned vegan food chain and largest women owned vegan food chain. She is leading a growing dynasty of integrity that has matured into so much more than a grab and go eatery. With company policies rooted in mindfulness practices, Nastasha and her team live the demonstration that is in fact leading us into a better world. We first sat down with Nastasha back in 2018 for episode 103, in which we dive into the backstory of the life she is living now. We then recorded a YTP mini with her in June of 2020, as BJ and I watched her business expand within a global pandemic, and today we are hungry for more. Nastasha, (laughs) welcome back to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me on again. Um, So... Anyone who listened to that first podcast heard you tell that story, which I have then heard you tell on other podcasts about the night that you cried yourself to sleep and the <laughs> night that you declared to the universe what your non-negotiables for life were going to be like as far as your role as a mother and a happiness factor that you were determined to continue to live in this in this life. And so as listeners, you know, heard that and we we had so much feedback and actually I was just talking to one of our athletes mm-hmm. about it just the other day. He was like, "I heard the first First one. I can't wait to hear the next one. And um, people heard like the intensity of that story. And I remember like feeling that like my heartbeat was elevating. Like that was a super scary night in your life. Yeah. (laughs) But I think the mind has this way of being like, oh, wow, she got to the other side and now it's smooth sailing. Yeah. And everything is fine and it's the whole fairy tale thing. So let's drop some truth on that myth. Um, Have there been other opportunities since that night where you're like, oh my God, I could just close the doors? Plenty. (laughs) Yeah, it's, you know, it's not about finding perfect sunny skies forever, right? It's about learning to dance in the rain. So it's not about, you know, expecting things to be perfect all the time because you made it through some storms. It's like storms will always come, but it's about learning how to be okay in the midst of a storm and thrive in the midst of a storm as I think we talked about probably on our first podcast together. So, you know, of course the storms continue to come as they will. It's live, but how do you show up in those storms and what do you do during those times that makes all the difference? And there's also been, I know some times like where there you've been in the storm and you've also been like in a position to take on a very lucrative offer and mm-hmm. to hold strong with what is true for you, you've said no. 
And so how do you, how, what is it that allows you to discern that piece of like, I have got to stay the course here. And Mm -hmm. even though this paycheck, but to discern that voice that says, no, the paycheck is your, this is your sign from the universe. Yeah. Yeah. You know, not the subtle one that says, stay yeah. true, stay yeah. true. Don't pasteurize those juices, girl. Don't yeah. do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I always say my integrity is my true north. I believe that, you know, um, I have a purpose for what I do. It's it's more than just a business. It's more than just um, money to me. Uh, I I I remember early, early on in business sitting in like a, I got invited to some mastermind group where there's a group of like women entrepreneurs and everyone sat around and they were sharing like what they do, what their business was and, you know, um, how they, you know, monetize their business and whatnot. And, and it kind of came around to me and I felt really out of place right away because everyone was like all about money, all about money, all about money. And I just don't resonate with that. You know, of course, I, I, I allow abundance in my life. I love abundance. Abundance is a great thing. Money is a tool. It's great, wonderful. But that's just not my purpose. That's not what drives me. Um, what drives me is making a positive impact. So um, that's where, you know, my integrity comes in and and that's what's guided me. But in this in this particular, um, room, I guess I was in the wrong room, um, of these masterminds, you know, I shared that I was like, you know, I, you know, my life goal, you know, my life word is impact. I want to leave the world a better place. And I found it. I believe that I get to do that through nutrition. And I, you know, kind of dived into and like spilled my heart out to these women. And then like, and then it got really silent for a minute. And then one of the, like the leaders of the group was like, yeah, and make a shit ton of money. And I was like, <laughs> uh, I mean, no, that's not like, that's, I think I'm, I, I don't think I should be here. <laughs> like, I, not that I have a problem with making money or anything like that. That's just not what drives me. It's not my purpose, you know? And so that said, it's made it really easy for me when I faced these, these moments. I think the last one I had shared with you is when I was really struggling in the beginning of business and somebody had offered to like do a 20 store deal with me, but I just had to pasteurize my juice and I had to, you know, um, get rid of my sustainable packaging and, you know, make some, some serious, um, integrity compromises in order to do this deal. So I said no. And then a couple years ago, it was before, I think it was probably 2019. I was offered a, another one of those opportunities. One of my, my biggest competitors at the time, uh, came up to me and they basically said that they lost the soul of their company and they wanted to merge with Choice and have Choice kind of roll up into their company. And they were about to merge with another really large company that was all over. And I would be the face of the entire brand. Um, they said I'd be like the, you know, biggest investor next to a, I'll just say a really big name. <laughs> um, and it was a very, you know, I'd get a big cash out and then I would get to be the face of this brand. I'd probably get some book deals and, you know, I'd get a, you know, have this, you know, this big company behind me now. And, uh, that obviously felt great, right? It was a flattering offer. Um, you know, I'd have more of a reach, you know, a larger audience. I'd make a bigger impact possibly, but it came down to like, it was a, it was a tough decision because then choice would go away. We would roll up into this brand. So everything I created and worked for would kind of go away. So that was a hard, you know, hard to stomach. Um, but at the end of the day, what made the decision for me was, are you guys willing to stop pasteurizing your juice? Are you willing to, you know, go to glass bottles? Are you willing to start using sustainable packaging? And the answer was, that's something we look into down the road, but not right now. So for me, it was like, then I, it's not even a choice for me to make. The integrity makes the choice. If it's not in alignment, it's a no. And that was really hard to walk away from and say no to. But the interesting thing was as soon as I said no, it was maybe a few months later, they had merged with that other company. And then uh, from there, they merged with another company and all the brands are completely gone. All the investors that were involved previously were completely wiped out. It was like a really bad, it was a really bad deal. So if I had taken that deal, I would, it would have been really bad for me. End of the end, you know, the end story is like, it would have been really bad for me. So that was my, I followed that true north of integrity and actually saved me and helped me to make the right decision, uh, both, you know, from an integrity standpoint, but also from a business standpoint. Uh, and, you know, it's interesting to me because a lot of people that started in the business when I did are no longer here. Uh, a lot of those businesses that started off doing the right thing, either compromise their integrity or, you know, just somewhere along the way, you know, they they fell off. And I'm one of the last men standing in my industry doing what I do. We don't have really any other competitors. People ask me all the time, who are your competitors? I'm like, I don't really have any. Nobody does what I do to the integrity or to the degree that we do it. Like, there's 
there's no one out there doing what we do because it's not very lucrative. <laughs> it is a labor of love, you know, um, so you can't really you can't really find it. But, um, you know, that's made it really easy for me to answer your question, just following that true north, that integrity. And that helps me to stay the course and. I also think that that's what protects me in, in some of these challenging times. You know, I feel very guided and protected when, you know, things are hitting the fan and it, it feels really awful and scary. You asked a couple of minutes ago if I've had more moments like that, more of those moments where I'm crying myself to sleep at night, not sure if we're going to make it. Um, I had two of those since the last time, you know, we spoke really. I had, well, I don't know if I shared with you the last time we spoke, you know, briefly. I don't know if I shared with you, you know, at the end of 2019 when I took over two locations from a failing juice company, which was like the last of my competitors. They did do things with integrity and they did do go the distance, but they couldn't make it financially because it's a really tough model. Uh, and so they went out of business and I took over two of their locations at the end of 2019, opened up two stores at the same time, never done that before. It was chaos and, uh, it cost, you know, me a pretty penny to like get the stores remodeled and opened up. And then we hit the rainiest season we've ever had, which is not good in my industry. And then we hit COVID like back to back to back. So it was like, there was a moment like in December of that year, are we going to make it? You know, it was like January hit and we're like, okay, we're going to be okay. And then it was like March hit, we're going to make it. (laughs) (laughs) You had no idea what was coming in December. (laughs) Oh my gosh, no idea, no idea. Um, And so, yeah, it's been, it's been a wild ride, but I, I do, I always think like I have some guardian angels looking out for me or something, but I do think that that's because we have so much integrity and we're not in it for ourselves. We're in it for the greater good. We're in it for something bigger than ourselves. And I think that that's why we've been able to stay in business as long as we have when others have not, because our, our heart's in the right place. We're doing this not for ourselves. We're doing this for the greater good. Yeah. Do you feel the, the these experiences, because it, I mean, it's going to, it's relentless, right? They just come yeah. and, and they're just like, yes. like one after another. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Does it get easier? Not, not, I shouldn't say easier. Do you have a, uh, a stronger sense of ease and calm with it, knowing that it's going to end up for the good. Like it's at the end, you you can kind of know now, like if you stick to this guy, if you stick to what your heart and what your inner vibration and energy is mm-hmm. saying, you stay to that, like it will all come out in the, it's always going to be okay. Or things are always working out for me. Does it get a little bit? Yes. Easier? Yes. But not maybe in the way that, um, that you would think not in that, like, okay, I know choice is going to be fine and we're going to make it through this. So I'm not going to even lose sleep over this. I, I know that no matter what I'm going to be okay. And I'm going to be led to the path that I'm supposed to be on to do what I want to do in this world, which is leave a positive impact. Right? So what does that look like? As long as I don't have an attachment to how that happens, right? As long as I'm not attached to how that needs to happen. No, that needs to happen because I need to open 10 stores and I need to, you know, it's like if I'm attached to that, then yeah, it's going to be really painful when things aren't working out the way that I want them to work out. But when I can, in those moments of fear and anxiety, connect back to, do I trust that I'm being guided and led where I'm supposed to go. And if I can do that, then regardless of what's happening, what storm is blowing outside, I just can sit there with ease knowing that, yes, I'm whatever happens, even if everything were to fall apart that I've built, that means something else is going to come together, you know, that I'm, that's even bigger and better that I'm supposed to be doing. You know, it's like sometimes, you know, chapters do close and, and new things have to happen. And so I'm not attached to the outcome. I'm not attached to how this has to be or how this has to go. I just am in full faith and surrender often in those situations. And that's how it's gotten easier for me. Not because, oh, I just know we're going to stay the course and everything's going to work out, but because I know that at the end of the day, I'm being guided and I'm being led. And and no matter what, at the end of the day, I'm going to be where I'm supposed to be. And I just need to keep showing up and doing the best I can with what I'm being given. Is the trust and certainty that you have is... Have you found that that scares other people? Like, because you're so certain and confident and trusting, do you feel like a sense of like, hmm, it's a little bit like, how can you, how can you be like that? I just can't, I just can't understand that mentality. I don't know if it scares other people or it makes other people think I'm just crazy. <laughs> um, maybe more of the the latter than the former. I think more like, oh, this, you know, this girl doesn't know, you know, it's like, I I don't know that they're afraid of it. I think that they just don't understand it. You know, a lot of people can't relate to it or or understand it. 
Um, what's that saying? Like those were those who couldn't hear the music thought the ones that were dancing were crazy or whatever. You know, it's like if mm-hmm. they can't if they can't hear the music and you're sitting here dancing, they think you're crazy, you know? And so I'm connected to something and the people that are connected to the same thing, which, you know, obviously you two, we align in that way. Right. So we both have that same trust and surrender and, you know, just following the breadcrumbs and knowing that that's going to lead us where we're supposed to go. So we get each other. I don't think you guys are, crazy, right? You guys don't think I'm crazy. We get it. But there's a lot of people out there, I think, that would think that I'm crazy. You know, the people that I said no to on that crazy, that amazing deal. It's like, what an idiot, I'm sure they thought. (laughs) Um, This is the best offer she's going to get, you know? And yeah, maybe at the time that was crazy to some people, but it was what was right for me and it was what was right for choice. And and now a couple years later, I can look back and be like, thank God I followed that. (laughs) Yeah. And um the the trust that we have it continues to get strengthened through those moments where we're like oh my god are we gonna make it yeah. and very similar to you it's like it's this um, it's a knowing that supersedes any circum circumstance in our life like life mm. situation so if Yogi Trathlete needs to close its doors or mm-hmm. Choice needs to close its doors it's mm-hmm. because there's a bigger calling. It's because it's the next level that we need to step into. And when we can get that type of relationship with inner guidance, like intuition being learning from within, Mm -hmm. it supersedes any kind of, we need this many athletes or we need to be selling this many juices or this many immunity shots or, you know, what do the papers say? And you have to do that stuff. You know, yeah. I need to get my QuickBooks ready for my bookkeeper yeah. and, you know, we got to file <laughs> yeah. taxes and I got to pay the corporate tax and the payroll company yeah. and all of that. <laughs> and you play the game, but there's this this knowing that just keeps you really, like, secure. I think that's a word yeah. I'd like to say, like, secure when everything can be really turbulent. So my experience is that for me, I feel like I've had that my whole life, but in my adult life, I've really nurtured it. And when you mm. nurture it, it opens bigger and you get yes. bigger and you can receive more and you get more clarity. So yeah. how do you nurture that relationship? Mm-hmm. What are some of the practices that you do to, you know, keep that alive? Because I think the only difference between people who live this way and people who maybe don't get, understand this yet, is that yeah. that part of us hasn't been nurtured enough for it to get volume in this world that's really dense and obvious and loud. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, I always say it's like, I see certain things and I think, oh, wow, that's, that's a sign or that's like a gift or that's like, you know, someone else looks up and they're like, that's just a butterfly. I'm like, no, that's a message from my grandma. Like, you know, like <laughs> I see stuff like that and I, I see it and I'm like, no, that's magic, you know? And because I see that and I think that that's magic, then I get more of that magic, if that makes sense. So I kind of feel the same way about this stuff. It's like the more that we surrender in those moments of trial and tribulation, the more, you know, you, it opens up for you. The more that like you listen to that inner guidance of like, no, this is not right for me because it's not an integrity. Then it's like, you get, you get, to the next, I feel like you get to like the next level, not that it's like a, you know, a game or anything like that, but you, the more you honor your truth, the more you say yes to what's for you and no to what's not for you, the more the universe, God, whatever you want to call it shows up for you. And, uh, you know, and, and it's like, good job. Here's, here's more, you know, good job. Here's more, more opportunities to listen and expand and surrender. And the more you do that, the more it opens up. So that's one way that I nurtured is just by honoring what it is. I see things like that as, as magic. I celebrate the fact that I make the right decisions in those tough moments. And I see that I was, I have guidance that led me there and I'm, I honor that. I'm grateful to that. And then, you know, in my daily life, I practice meditation and you know i i spend time with myself with my you know whatever you want to call it you know it you know connecting to something greater than myself which allows me to you know be more in touch with that inner guidance and that voice and that wisdom that leads me there when i need it if that makes sense Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do you, so you work closely with your staff too on this mindfulness piece and this you yeah. know, awareness, let's say, 
But what about those? And I know that they're probably working for you because there's a connection there. Like they, they see like, you know, they can choose happiness and, yeah. you know, this is a good for the body and good for the soul. But how, how does someone begin to tap into that, that feeling of, <clears throat> of allowing, of listening to that voice inside? And I guess that's the voice where you're finding you get swirly sensations and you don't know mm. if it's resistance or you don't, mm. or if it's like, I need to, I need to do that, like drop everything and, and do this. Yeah. So yeah. do you work with your, your team a lot with that? You know, with my team, we, the way that I would say I work with the team on that is that I host a company book club and we read a lot of books, mindfulness books. Um, a lot of the stuff that I've learned has been through just, you know, reading books and listening to certain podcasts and, you know, going through my own process of, you know, awakening to that. And so any of those tools that I have, I share with my team. Um, you can see we have a little bit of a, some of our libraries over here. Um, but we, we have a company book club. We buy all of our leaders, um, the books every month for the book club, whatever we're working on that particular month. Like last month, we did the four agreements, um, uh, by Don Miguel Ruiz. This month we're doing the voice of knowledge, which is one of his other books. That's incredible. Um, and then, you know, we, we host a, book club night and I bring in a bunch of food and I bring in all these questions and we dig into the information and I share stories and how it's impacted me. And, you know, I, I lead them into those conversations. So that's one way um, that we do it. Also just through our, our everyday, you know, values at choice, like to work at choice. We have, I meet every single employee before they get hired on and I set expectations of them, both of like what they can expect of me, but also what I expect of them. And we talk a lot about, you know, just, I can't, I can't dictate and control how they live their lives outside of choice, but I, I can, you know, set the stage for expectations around the company, you know, ethos and how we want people to show up at choice. And we have what we call an emotional moat around every location. And we ask that every day when people walk in, they drop all of their stuff off into that emotional moat and they step into what we call the choice bubble, which is really just a funny way of saying the present moment. Um, you know, and I, we ask them like, I don't want you while you're here thinking and talking about things from the past or worrying about the future. I want you just to be right here, right now, listening to good music, making good food, like hanging out, having fun with one another. And it doesn't work unless we all participate in it. So I can't ask that of you if I'm not willing to do it myself. So no matter what's going on in your life, check it at the door and step in and enjoy this present moment. And what happens, I find, um, and not just me, Albert Einstein found this first. Albert Einstein said, you can't solve your problems at the same level of thinking that created them. And I always loved that. That always resonated with me because I noticed uh, that when I would go surfing, this is before I ever started Choice, when I'd go surfing, I noticed like I'd be really struggling emotionally with something going on in my life. There's a problem I needed to solve or something going on. And I'd, I'd go surf. And when I'd get in the ocean, it's like impossible. You guys can relate to this, I'm sure. When you get in the ocean, you can't think about anything else. <laughs> But what you're doing right now, because you're literally in the elements, you know, the waves, the tides, the wind, like I, there's so much going on. You're forced to be completely present. And I noticed when I get out of the ocean, I always felt so much better than when I went in. And then from that place of feeling better, it was a lot easier to then like look at my problem with a different perspective and find a solution that wouldn't have come to me from, you know, before in that other frame of mind. So I really wanted to create choice as that kind of place. Like to me, it's like it's an opportunity for us to leave our stuff at the door, step into the present moment and just get happy for a while. Just have fun, dance, make good food, connect with community because we have amazing people that come in and out of our doors all day long. We're feeding them good food. We're making their lives better. Uh, in so many ways and because energy is infectious, right? So if I, we're all in a good mood and we create this positive container of energy, everyone who comes into that is fed by that, including ourselves. So it's really a gift. Now, I, there's a disclaimer to that that I feel like I should share with you. I share this with everybody. You know, life is not perfect. Um, we have, everyone has problems. Um, we all have bad days. I'm a single mom of three, so trust me when I say I have bad days. Um, but that said, you know, it's okay to have a bad day, but don't bring your bad day into the store because you're just going to impact everybody else and energy is infectious. We know this good or bad. So 
why would we ever want to come in and bring negative energy to the people that we're spending time with, right? We want to bring them our positive energy. So no matter what kind of a day I'm having, I step to that door and I bring my best self and I inject positivity into everybody I come in contact with. And as a result, I get fed that positivity. So I leave better than I arrived. And so it's a gift for me in that I'm giving it to you, but I'm also receiving it as well. So it's just a beautiful thing. So that's one of the ways, you know, we teach that kind of stuff, you know, mindfulness stuff, presence um, in, in, you know, bite-sized pieces, right? Because everyone's in a different place in their life and on their journey. And I'm not here to, you know, beat anybody over the head with a spiritual Bible or try to tell people how to live their lives by any means. But my my hope with that is always that they learn how to do that here and they take that with them when they go. We have this like saying at Choice, they always come back. They always come back. People that leave will always come back. And people don't ever like, it's like, at some point, we will always try to come back. And I've had, you know, girls that work for me for a couple of years. They graduate from school and they go on and, you know, they pursue their, you know, career in the, their field that they studied. And then, like, they are, like call us up and they're like, hey, can I come pick up a shift or two? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, what are you doing? Like, you know, and they're like, I just missed choice. I want to come back to choice. It's like, but I want them to take that with them and create that in other places, you know, create that ripple effect because, People tell us all the time, this is the best job I've ever had. And I'm like, how is that possible? Like, we're just making smoothies. Like, you know, what's so great about it? But it's like the energy here, you know, it was fun. it is fun. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> but like, you know, I'm always surprised to hear that. And I hear that from different, you know, ages and like from so many different people that have had lots of different backgrounds and they love being here. And I'm always like, what is it that they love so much? And I think what it is, is that we have this like, it just feels good to be here. You know, we have these expectations around what, what kind of energy we want here. And so people get to come here and feel good, even if they're having a really bad day. I always say, call me. My number is in your scheduling app. If you're having a bad day, you have a problem, you need support or family-based business, call me. We'll go get coffee before your shift, like, or, you know, after, or if you need your shift to be rescheduled because you can't show up and use that emotional mode, that's okay. Let's talk about that. It's, I don't expect you to show up and be inauthentic and pretend to be perfect if it's not. We're here to support you. We just, we're not going to bring that energy into the store and infect other people. Let's talk about it. Let's go have a solutions oriented conversation. But often what I find is they're like, no, 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 I need to go to work today. That's where I get happy. You know, people feel good when they're here. And that is the most important thing in the world to me. I want people to come here, whether they're working here, whether they're shopping here, I want them to come here. And when they leave, I want them to feel better than when they arrived. And um, it's you're not asking them to deny anything. I think that this is no. like an yeah, important thing. Mm-hmm. This took me so long to figure this out. Like, okay, I'm in, I'm in charge of my choices, right? Like I'm in, I can yeah. be in control of my response. And frankly, it's quite the only thing we have control over in this life, like how we respond to life. But it's not denying, it's not saying like, you got to suppress that bad morning exactly. that you had and get in here and pretend you're, hel- you're happy. And yeah. I think <laughs> that's, yeah. that, sounds like, that doesn't sound like the sounds way it's, terrible. Yeah, it doesn't sound like the way you're running the business at all. Yeah. That's why I have the disclaimer. <laughs> yes, I'm like, don't but mistake this for that. <laughs> it's like what you're teaching them is going to lead them to mind mastery because what you're teaching them is like, hey, listen, like you can have that bad morning and you might still be getting impulses, but you set the intention to say, hey, I'm going to be here right now. And you stay focused on what's happening right now, which is your job within an environment that has been pre-paved to be high vibrational. But you're you're teaching them, like you're giving them the tools to take this to all parts of their life. So I'm curious, have you ever had an employee that's like, oh my gosh, my relationship or the way I handled this other interview, you know, as I was going to college or have you had any feedback like that from the people who have worked for you? All the time I get messages um, from people that have both moved on and then obviously the people that I still work with today that just say that they're forever changed by their time of choice. Um, and they, I think they mean that in a lot of ways. Um, I think that people, especially we, we attract a lot of younger people. So oftentimes we're people's first jobs. So they don't know what to expect out there in the workforce. So like oh they'll my gosh, here yeah. and then they'll go on and they'll be like, ah! you know, <laughs> wait, this isn't just how the whole world operates, you know? So we really give people some high standards. 
um, you know, as it pertains to like how, you know, you're treated by your employer and how people show up and how empathetic people are. And, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, all the time I get stories, I get messages, I get, I just got something last night, you know, um, a message from an employee who has moved on and was calling to let me know, give me some feedback about a salad that she received that was missing something. But then she was like, you know, I just have to say, you know, how, how much I appreciate everything that choice did for me in my life. And, and, you know, the people that I work with today, one of the most important people in my life is, you know, a dear friend of mine, but also you might even see her sneak behind me right now. (laughs) 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 Um, We share, we share an office um, and she's, she's been out in the field today, but she can't just came back in. So she had to grab something out of the office, but um, she's a dear friend of mine. Now we've worked together for years and she's our operations manager. One of the smartest, most hardworking women I've ever had the honor to work with. But like watching her grow over the years, you know, it started with like, I think I gave her, you know, a book, like maybe an Abraham or uh, Abraham book. I don't know if you guys follow Abraham <laughs> stuff at all, like years ago. And then like, you know, and then, you know, that evolved to so many things. And she's just a completely different person today than she was when I first met her. I'm a completely different person today than I was when you know, we, we're, you know, that's the, that's the goal, right? We're just constantly changing and growing and shedding those old layers and be becoming something new, going through that metamorphosis all the time. Cause that's what I believe life is about anyways. But yeah. So, I mean, people that work with me now getting to see who they are as a result of some of the work that we've done together or, you know, separately, but because we've been exposed to it from working together, um, has been beautiful, but then obviously the people that have moved on and what they've done and how their lives have been impacted. So I do believe that we're doing, it's not just about the food that I'm serving. It's not just about, you know, the energy and the container that we hold. It's also about the ripple effect that we make with the people and the things that we're exposing them to that they wouldn't have been exposed to otherwise. And then you, you forget like these people then, you know, they're taking the book home and then they're talking to their mom or their dad or their sister. It's like, you're just creating a ripple, you know, with every piece of information, every seed that you plant. And I think we just plant a lot of seeds, you know, and, and what happens with those, I don't always get to know, but I know that, you know, we're planting seeds and I believe that that's, you know, meaningful work. It's like a mindfulness academy. It is. It feels yeah. like it. Yeah. Disguise as a juice bar. Right. <laughs> which, which they have plenty of things to practice on. I mean, we go to we walk by the Carlsbad location like nonstop, and there's always a line there, right? So they're always yeah. constantly working with somebody or working with the energy of the line of the people that yeah. are like waiting and waiting to yes. to get their stuff. But what I always love about um, what I always love about it is the people that ask like, well, what would be, what else would be good in this? What else would be good in this? And they always are like quick to say, well, I would like this. And then yeah. <laughs> nine times out of 10, they'll take that recommendation. Yeah. And I think that's the energy and also the opportunity that you're talking about, like we're constantly shifting and moving. And, you know, yeah. I'm somebody who gets very set on the smoothie bowl that I'll get. You know, it's like the same thing every yeah. time. Have you ever gotten same. anything besides the Aztec mocha? Oh, no, it's not the Aztec the mocha. It, that's from, that's the lofty coffee. <laughs> yes. What's the one you oh. got? The, uh, the um, spicy amor. Yes, the spicy amor. Have you ever gotten anything I sometimes besides? get it with co- like the coffee base. But other than that. Oh, yeah, that's good. That's good. Have you, ever had any, <laughs> have you ever had anything from our secret menu? No. What? Why do, do we have it? Why do we not know about the secret menu? menu? Oh my, because it's a secret. <laughs> <laughs> Is this off mic that we'll have to? <laughs> <laughs> no. So in the stores, there's a little, um, what do they, QR code? Yeah. And it's kind of like in a inconspicuous place and you just scan it and it pulls up our secret menu. Oh, so my there's some really fun, there's some really fun ones on there. Okay. I might have to go explore go. after this. Yeah. I will say those, yeah. those, <laughs> those immunity shots though. I don't like being out Ooh. of the loop. I want to know about this secret menu. <laughs> like what is the secret menu? Yeah. <laughs> the immunity shot was not to talk about dive down the products, but like we would have people come in for camp and they would be like hammering out the immunity shots like every day. <laughs> That's amazing. And then I think like during COVID times, like you were, like you were, you were low like one day or two days, like you would just sell out so quick. And people yeah. were like oh there the gosh. next day waiting for that immunity boost. That, All the time. So good. Yeah. All the time. It's funny because I always say like when I've, a couple of times we were interviewed on the news, like during the pandemic um, and I would have like the news anchor, like take a shot with me <laughs> and, uh, they're, they're brutal. Right. And so especially if someone can't handle spice cause they're spicy, both from the oregano, but also the cayenne. And so one of the times, uh, the news anchor, I think it was for Fox 
was it Fox? No, KUSA. Um, she had the camera person also take a shot. <laughs> And uh, the camera person actually cried. Like, it was so <laughs> hot that, like, she actually cried. It was, like, so I was, like, oh, my gosh. And I, I always tell people, like, this this is not, like, a representation of how things taste at choice. <laughs> this is the only <laughs> thing on that menu that you probably won't enjoy, but it will do the job. You know, it's, it comes in a tiny package, so it's got to be potent. So in order for it to work, it's got to be really, really strong. I, they sell all kinds of these, like, you know, versions of them mm-hmm. at you know, all kinds of grocery stores. And for those of you that don't know, if you buy any of that stuff from the grocery store, like a juice from a grocery store, it's been through a pasteurization process, right? Because you have to have a HACCP plan. You got to pasteurize it for it to go on the shelf at any grocery store. So anything that they're buying that's like a cold-pressed juice or shot or anything like that's been pasteurized if you're buying it from a grocery store. But that said, they sell these cute little, like, you know, you know, immunity booster shots that A, have been pasteurized, and also B, they just taste really good. So it's really just like orange juice in a little shot that's like, you know, expensive because it looks cute and like mm-hmm. it's got good marketing mm-hmm. <laughs> um ours don't t- I, like our, i'm like when people compare like taste wise to those i'm like well let me tell you something <laughs> if you want it to work it's gonna have to kick your butt a little bit but it does work but i promise everything else on the menu tastes amazing <laughs> yeah i it's like a shot of truth it's it's like yeah cold hard truth in there but uh yes yeah true I, story. I love them anytime i felt you know just fatigued or you know like Life just starting mm-hmm. to feel a little heavy. I'll go down there and and shoot one of those. Is, That's awesome. Is that the reason why you're always you can't be in stores? Is because of the pasteurization? Like you will always mm-hmm. be able to sell yeah, yeah. Out of your location. Yeah, yeah. So educate exactly. educate us on on this um, this process and why you choose not to do it or what we should look out mm-hmm. for. Yeah, um, I think that we are one of the last places now in San Diego serving truly raw cold-pressed juice. Um, Even a lot of the juiceries have compromised and started pasteurizing their own juice that they're selling in their own stores, even though it's not required. When you sell it in your own store to pasteurize it, they're doing it because, well, it gives it a 45-day shelf life. And as somebody who sells juice, that's really... um, lucrative, right? Because if I can just juice and do a huge blowout and then have that juice on the shelf for 45 days, that's going to help me out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, so it's, it's great for the, for the business, but not so great for the consumer because they're getting a product that is, you know, in my mind, it's been compromised. The integrity has been compromised. Uh, The nutrition, it just isn't there. And so the point of juice to me is that it has the ability to change your body on a cellular level. I mean, juice is a powerful, powerful transformative tool. And so, but in order for that to be a transformative tool, you need to consume raw juice. And uh, if you're getting juice from a grocery store and sometimes even local juiceries, sadly, nowadays, you you just have to confirm whether or not the juice is raw. Um, If if it's at a grocery store, you don't have to ask. It's it's not raw. It's it's been through a pasteurization process. So it's either pasteurized or HPP'd, which is like a pressurization process that extends the shelf life up to 45 days. So so any of those those types of juices that have been through that type of a process, they're just not going to be... I don't want to say, hey, if that's the only thing you can get if you live in like Arkansas and you can't find a, you know, it's like I don't want to knock it if that's all you get access to. Um, but what I would recommend is you buy like a slow masticating juicer and you juice for yourself if you really want the benefits. Um, you know, if you're at the grocery store and you're just craving something and you just want it for the taste, you know, that's fine. But the nu- it's it's devoid of a lot of nutrition at that point. So highly recommend finding a local juicery that's doing cold pressed raw juice uh, that hasn't been through any pasteurization process, of course, organic, because we don't want to drink pesticide cocktails. Um, and and when I say cold-pressed, it's really important because a lot of places that, that juice are still using centrifuge juicers. So you go into the juice place and you think, like, I'm going to order a juice that's fresh. You think you're ordering a fresh juice because they're making it right in front of you. But if they're doing it on a centrifuge machine, what's happening is in the juice extraction process, they're using friction and heat. And friction and heat starts to oxidize the produce immediately. So even the moment you hit that juice to your lips, it's already started to lose nutritional value. So one of the benefits of cold-pressed juice is it's pressed out on a hydraulic press. It's never exposed to friction or heat. So the nutrition stays intact. And so that's why cold-pressed juice is so amazing and so powerful. But, you know, you want it to be raw and you want it to be organic and ideally served in glass. 
the glass bottle. <laughs> yeah. You don't want any plastic leaching. That's the problem with juice, right? Because it's going to sit there for a couple of days. It's one thing if you like, you get something that you're going to like, they're going to put it in there right now. Or you're going to drink it right now. That's one thing. But if you're going to put something in a plastic bottle and let it sit for a couple of days, then you're going to, you know, run into potential plastic leaching into your juice. So I'm a big fan of glass for that reason. So side question, uh, juice is just juice. So it removes the fiber. So what do we do with yes. all the fiber? What do you do with all the fiber, well, lads? Uh, I am going to tell you right now. I just realized my laptop is about to die. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> and I, I just texted my operations manager in another room who has a charger, and she's going to run it in here right now yeah, and is. make an appearance again. Because you're going to get what um, you need. <laughs> I'm going to get what I need. Um, <laughs> thank you. Um, sorry about that. That's okay. That's fine. So, we, love, um, we love when we love. life shows up, right? Like... It does. <laughs> so, okay, your question was what to do with the fiber when you remove the fiber. So there so and that's a that's a fun question. I love this question because a lot of people are like, well, should I juice or smoothie? Mm -hmm. Because like, you know, don't you want the fiber? It depends on what your intentions are. You're never gonna sit down and eat six pounds of broccoli in one sitting. Let's be real. No one's gonna do that. But but the the nutrition, the level of nutrition you're going to get, like the vitamins, the minerals, the enzymes from that are pretty freaking powerful. And they have the ability to, to change you on a cellular level. So that's where juice can be really, really beautiful, right? It's, it, it's not, you know, do I just always just juice? No, of course, you need fiber. Fiber is a very valuable and important tool in our health. Um, but juice serves a different purpose. But you can take a lot of that fiber, you know, that you get from juicing and you can turn it into all kinds of amazing things. We take, um, you know, the fiber from a lot of things. We're, we've always played with things. We've been playing with these new cookies that we want to bring out. Mm. Um, you know, that we take the, the fiber or the leftover, the pulp, uh, from the juice and we turn them into like things like little carrot cake bites and things like that. But you can do all kinds of fun stuff. We take the pulp from our almond milk, for example, and we turn that into flour and then we do all of our baked goods with that. Um, we turn them into these little like, um, sweet vanilla clusters that we put in our granola. We do all kinds of fun things to repurpose that stuff. Um, but certainly at home, if you're juicing, you can do all kinds of fun stuff with the fiber. There's so many fun recipes. Just literally Google like, you know, uh, juice pulp recipes and like a thousand recipes will come up um, on Google. So uh, definitely love and it's always great to use the fiber, but it's also okay to consume the juice. Uh, you know, juice is a is again a very valuable tool. So, how many is there? Six pounds of vegetables and fruits in one of your juices, like rough? Yeah, roughly. We say it's 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 about six pounds of produce in every bottle. So it's a lot. And what's your <laughs> shelf life? Uh, we ha we're very conservative on our shelf life, so we say five days. Um, some cold-pressed juice companies will do like seven, eight days. Uh, we're conservative with it, so we say five days, but that doesn't mean that it's not still good. If it, if you take it home and you stick it in your fridge and you're like, oh, shoot, best buy date was yesterday. That's just the, when we guarantee it by, um, to be good by. But if it's the next day and it still tastes and smells fine, it's, you're, you're good. <laughs> um, you can get technically up to, you know, comfortably, I would say seven days, but we, we stick with a five-day expiration. And what is the what is that process of pasteurization? I don't know what the process is. There's lots of different ones. There's um, heat pasteurization. There's pressure. They pressurize it under like some crazy amount, like thousands of pounds of pressure. Um, there's another one where they it's real cute. They started calling it light filtration. Mm -hmm. It's light filtered. That sounds um, very green. Oh, it sounds great. And, and I, I, I saw this juice company that was like showing up at the grocery stores and they're like, we don't pasteurize, we're light filtered. And they were in glass bottles. And I was like, whoa, what are they doing? What's this light filtration? Like, let me look into this. Uh, so my cousin, who's a, um, he's like a chemical engineer. I was like, you know, what are they doing? What is this like process? And he was like, he took a look at the bottle and he's like, oh, you see that symbol right there? And I was like, yeah, he's like, that means it's been gamma radiated. And I was like, gamma radiation? It's <laughs> like, that doesn't sound good at all. Um, so, you know, there's lots of fancy ways to extend the shelf life, but essentially you're extending the shelf life. The longer the shelf life of the juice, the less valuable it's going to be for your health. So, and that's solely what it's for? Shelf life? Yeah, you know, that's that's what people will tell you. Juice companies will tell you we do it because we want to, uh, you know, 
reduce any risk of potential pathogens or like, you know, like if, if let's say the um, spinach was exposed to E. coli, right? If you, if you pasteurize it, you can mitigate some of those potential threats. Um, that's not why juice companies do it. They do it because it's extending the shelf life. Uh, it's, if you serve raw spinach in a salad at your juice bar, you're not going to pasteurize that. Right. And that has the same potential risk to exposure. Um, so raw, raw lettuce, any kind of raw produce, if there's any cross contamination, um, you know, if it's been exposed to something, a potential pathogen, then it's going to, it could be potentially contaminated. Right. Um, so you put all kinds of safety practices in place with, with, you know, a, where you're getting your produce, you know, how you're bringing it in, how you're cleaning it. There's so many things you do to make sure that you're protecting the produce from any potential contaminants. Um, and, one of those things to me would never be pasteurizing the juice. Um, I, I I sell raw lettuce at the same time, and there's nothing I'm going to do to mitigate that. So I'm not going to pasteurize my juice. But where I would pasteurize my juice would be if if it was going to affect the bottom line, which is what juice companies do. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, yeah, this makes sense. And you, I'm just thinking like it's just changing the structure of the mm-hmm. like the molecules of the vegetables. We don't yeah. quite know what that's doing. Besides. We don't know what that's doing entirely, but we do know that every day that it sits on the shelf, it, it's going to be lower in nutrition. Yeah. And we do know that when you test a juice that's been pasteurized or HVP, there is a, a difference in the nutrition that shows up. And I always, I always implore people to like, go explore this for yourself. Go to the grocery store and find a juice that's similar to one of the juices on my menu. And then go buy... Yep the same juice from my store and just even look at it side by side. I do this in trainings with my, like when we have manager trainings, um, we'll, I'll bring in a bunch of juices from a bunch of places, other juice companies, but certainly we buy some that are like pasteurized and different types of pasteurizations. And we'll try to find juices that are so similar to ours, right? The same type of ingredients. Cause I want people to see like, there's a color difference. It's like the difference. If you take raw broccoli and you hold it side by side with cooked broccoli, it's a very different thing, right? Same thing with, with juice that's been pasteurized, HPP'd, any of those processes. If you take that juice and you hold it side by side, there's a, there's a color difference and then there's a major taste difference. I mean, it's major. Once you've tasted like truly raw juice, you're like, wow, that, I want that. Like, that's what, that's what you want. You taste it, you feel it, you know? And you started with the smoothies and the juices, but the menu has expanded and you've got the, you still have the amazing bread that teaches yoga. Yes, <laughs> which is, still have that. So good. <laughs> we were hammering that during. during yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We can. That's we can awesome. definitely put that because awesome. it was because it was perfect size. You know, it wasn't overwhelming. Yeah, it was, but it was packed. It was like qual quality. It's dense. dense. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I I never wanted to make bread. It was never a goal of mine. But you know with a lot of things that have happened at choice, it's like if something doesn't exist. And so it started with, I just wanted to put avocado toast on the menu. Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted to expand our menu. We've always had salads and, you know, a few entree items, but I wanted to like expand and be more of, you know, a cafe. So I wanted to do things like avocado toast. We have like our spicy Santuna toast. We have avocado toast and these things were like things that I wanted to put on the menu. Um, And they were pretty simple because we already had all the ingredients. I just needed bread that, was that fit into our nutritional philosophy. And it turned out that was a much bigger challenge than I realized. You know, I first went to the like local markets and was like, okay, I just need a gluten-free bread that's vegan and organic. And I'm like, oh, not organic, not vegan. Oh, vegan, not organic. Oh, gluten-free, vegan, not organic. It's like they didn't, I couldn't find one that was gluten-free, vegan, and organic. So then I like started searching online. And I found a couple like from across the country that I shipped in so that I could test them. And I took one slice, toasted it, and then like, you know, dumped it in the hamper, (laughs) the trash can. It was like terrible. I think there was like one or two loaves that fit into the nutritional philosophy that were just like, I was like, I can't serve this. This is not, this is not up to my standards because it's not just enough to be organic, not enough to be gluten-free, not enough to be vegan. It also has to taste good. So it's like, it's got to hit all four of those markers. And I could not find a single loaf that hit all four of those markers. So um, that's when I was like, at the time I was working with, um, a, he, he was like a business consultant 
And he would hold me accountable sometimes to like my goals. And my goal was to have avocado toast on the menu. And so, uh, you know, I remember meeting up with him and he'd be like, what's happening with the avocado toast? I'm like, oh, I haven't been on the farm bread. Okay. We're, well, what are you doing now? I'm like, oh, I brought some of these samples and I'm going to try these ones. And okay. A couple months go by. Where are you at with the avocado toast? I'm like, I tried all the breads. There's no bread. I can't find a bread. And he was just like, well, then you have to make one. And I was like, oh. I never thought about that. <laughs> so then, you know, we decided to try to make one and that was really fun. It was a fun process. It was like being a scientist trying to figure that out. But my goal was to create a bread that was highly nutritious, like where, you know, you, bread is always like, it's like the thing that, that sandwiches the nutrition, right? It's like, it's just flour and then nutrition inside. But this bread is like, it's the nutrition on the outside. Like you, you don't even have to put anything on it. You can just eat it and it's, it's nutrition, you know? It's not just empty calories. It's got omegas and fiber and iron and protein. And I mean, it's just like incredible. You don't get that in bread. And so I'm really, really proud of what we created. You know, my goal has always been to make food that tastes good, that's actually good for you, um, and that fits into my nutritional philosophy. And so I am super proud of the bread, definitely. And the avocado toast is yeah, keep finding like things you keep finding holes in the system basically where you can't find yeah. the perfect piece and so you create it where where i think so many people would see it and be like uh well they don't have it and probably don't have it for a reason and the road to get yeah. there is probably long and hard and really hard right. yeah <laughs> but yet you go like it's like you attack that in a sense like yeah. you gotta figure this out i love that about um, especially in the food industry, I love that about like find find a way, like find a way, find a way. If if, if this is yeah. what you want and it's missing in the market, and there's still tons of things that are missing um, in the food food chain and food market. So, so many. many oh my gosh. So, so many. your 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 options are are endless, right? Like, so yeah. what is? Do you have you are you curious about anything else? Is there anything uh, brewing that you can share, um, or just anything <laughs> that pops in your mind? You know, um, lots of fun, exciting menu things coming for choice, for sure. I'm always evolving the menu here. Um, I'm also looking at doing another concept as well um, outside of choice because I did see kind of a hole that I wanted to fill, uh, not only just like in San Diego, but like I feel like, you know, at large, there's just not... Um, there's certain things that like I crave and I want that I can't go get unless I make them myself. And uh, so please, I'm like, well, then I please, need I need a restaurant. Please open that flagship concept here in the village. <laughs> yeah, I, well, that would that's what we we're, do that that's all what the we're time. We're like, oh, well, let's go out. Like, let's be human. Let's go, and we're like, we're like oh, no. there's a new restaurant. Oh, but it's oh, and all the new restaurants seem to follow the same. Pattern. Yeah. yeah. I'm sick yeah. of like making so, it vegan. I don't want to eat off the sides menu anymore. I know. Same. <laughs> I know. You know, and there are some cool places that have popped up, but um I I definitely saw a a huge need. Like we I crave like like amazing tacos. And I cannot find healthy, plant-based, organic, amazing tacos anywhere. You know, if you go to if you go to a, a restaurant that, you know, is like, you know, Mexican food, like, you know, and they make you a taco, it's usually like, okay, we'll throw some zucchini and some corn in there or something like that. If you go to, you know, um, there's a, there's a place up in LA called Sugar Taco and they're amazing. Don't get me wrong, but it's a lot of processed, you know, stuff. It's like, it just, you don't feel good after you eat it. I just, I have, I love making amazing food out of whole foods, you know? And so, um, a couple of the girls that I work with at Choice have been playing with a, a concept and we've spent the greater part of like the last, I guess, our COVID project when you couldn't do anything was that we would do Taco Tuesday every Tuesday and we would create recipes together. And we spent like hours and hours and hours and hours and hours in the kitchen and making the most incredible tacos I've ever had anywhere. We have things like a fish taco that's just to die for. And it's a whole food, plant-based ingredient. It's, it's gluten-free. It's a beer battered fish taco that's fried in avocado oil. It's like to die for. We have like a birria taco that's made out of eggplants. We have, um, a chili relleno taco with like stuffed with a homemade cheese. It's just like, I mean, unreal, like a carnitas taco that's made out of, um, king oyster mushrooms that like you would not know the difference. Like, I mean, we're talking amazing. So we've been playing with that. Um, uh, definitely something that I'd like to see come to life next year. 
we we have a trademark. We've you know got the menu completed. We're just kind of you know figuring out what the next steps are to get that off the ground. It's been a little bit challenging because it's the my my right hand people at Choice and me, and you know there's only so many hours in a day, and we invest a lot of hours at Choice. So uh, finding the time to also create and and bring another concept to life is definitely a little bit tricky. But I'm really excited, and I I see a huge need for something like this. Like there's a, there's places you know definitely that have amazing like you know vegan mexican food but this is this is just it's a different it's a whole a whole nother animal this concept and it's really fun and the food is amazing oh my gosh i can't wait so you shared more than i thought you were gonna I share know. that's good stuff <laughs> but it's, it's nice to be able to walk into a place and not have to um and I guess this is more on the onus of the customer, like have to second guess, like, oh, they said that they're vegan yeah. tacos, but are the beans, you know, mm. where the beans cook? Oh. Like, you just, oh, and, all the time. You just like second guessing. All the yeah. Time. So it's nice to walk into a place and just have it like straight up. Everything is. Even, even, even when it's labeled, I'll share a funny story as we were creating this concept. Um, we make our own tortillas. And before we decided to make our own tortillas, we were bringing in like samples of tortillas. And one of the samples we brought in, um, I want to say it's like, uh, what is the brand? It's a very popular brand, but they had a vegan, um, gluten-free flour tortilla. And I was so excited. And it says vegan right on the package. And we were going to, you know, test with this for one of the menu items. And uh, when I like, I'm like turning the package around just to like, I don't know why I decided to look. I mean, it's labeled vegan. I don't need to look. But I looked and there was honey in it. And I was like, that's not vegan. Last time I checked. And so, you know, just things like that. Like even when things say they're vegan, sometimes they're not even vegan. I've been to restaurants where they have a plant-based menu and I get so excited. And then I find out there's cheese on Mm -hmm. the vegan burger. And I'm like, but it was on the plant-based menu. Like, yeah, it's plant-based. It's a Beyond Burger. And I'm like, but it cheese isn't plant-based. I'm like, I'm so confused. Uh, um, so yeah, like, it's, yeah, me too. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. So, um, so yeah, it's, you know, I just, I want more amazing, high quality vegan food in the world where it's not like, I want people to know you can have that fun, amazing, you know, experience of eating something that like feels kind of naughty, but it's actually made the, in a way that's actually good for you. Like, you know, tricked ya. <laughs> you know, like it's a, it's actually still healthy. Um, I I love that because you can have so much fun. You can have anything anyone can do. I feel like I can do vegan better. You know, like I can make anything vegan and make it amazing and make it not just vegan but make it healthy. You don't have to do the fake processed meats. Like, don't get me wrong. Once in a while, I'll partake in a Beyond Burger or something like that. But that's not sustainable for me or my health. I don't feel good after I eat that stuff all the time. I like to eat whole foods the majority of the time. And so like being able to like go out and and order something that feels a little bit naughty, like a fish taco or something like that, that's, that's vegan. It's made with a whole food ingredient and it's gluten-free and it's, you know, it's like, wow, that's, I want that, you know? Um, I don't want to actually have to eat bad Mm -hmm. when I'm feeling like eating something that's a little bit more fun than like a salad or, you know, something along those lines. And the cool thing is people don't have to wait for this concept to come into manifestation uh, because you have a new book. And so as we wrap this up, we can't not talk about your cookbook. (laughs) So tell people about your book and where they can get it. Yeah. um, Okay. So yeah, the book actually has a couple of fun things in there. I think I have my carnitas in the cookbook. There's, there's a few fun little things in there. Um, some of my cheese sauces that I use for the new concept are in there. We have an insane uh, chipotle cheese and uh, nacho cheese and mac and cheese. We have all kinds of fun stuff in the cookbook. Um, a lot of the cookbook is definitely like health inspired and it's, you know, it's all whole foods, organic, amazing. Shares my personal story. It's not, it's more than a cookbook. It, you know, it's, I, I, I really wrote it to inspire people and I, I think we've done a lot of that so far, but you can find the book, um, on our website at choicejuicery.com. You can find it in any of our six locations in San Diego. Uh, we're also on Amazon and I believe barnesandnoble.com. But I recommend our website because uh, the print, the quality of print is a little bit better when you buy it from us versus when you buy it from Amazon. Oh, cool. So, like good to know. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. It was so great to catch up. You're amazing. I mean, you really are Aww. like, you are <laughs> such a leader in... Um, 
in like the most powerful sense, because I think that a true leader, you know, you've got the determination, you've got the drive, you've got the will, but you've got the heart, you've got the kindness, you've got the compassion um, that really, I think, uh, completes a person, right? Like it's, it's the balance of it all. It's that beautiful mastery of the masculine and the feminine and, you know, being connected to something greater than who you are while still playing in the world and following the worldly rules and regulations and doing it with, doing it with grace. And you're leading a beautiful team to follow you on that journey. And, um, just so blessed to be, I mean, literally I could throw a quarter at the choice juicery right now from my patio. And I love I it. Like we might have to go there right now. No, I actually. think we're like definitely going there right Secret now. Menu. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to shut down our day early today and we need to go run an errand. So let's get fueled up. Let's go get some shots. Yeah. Send me a picture of what you get from the secret menu. Right. Oh, yes, yes. Yes. Oh, thank you for remembering. Uh, and thank you so much. You've, you've supported our team camps and you've supported live podcasts that we've done. And we're just so grateful. And I know when our athletes come here, you know, choice is always a stop and they're excited for those shots, some more than others. Um, but yeah, we're just I grateful. We're so grateful for you and, and, um, and thank you for your time today. You're so welcome. I love being around you guys, talking to you guys and being exposed to your community. You've definitely built a beautiful community. And I just have to share this one ironic story real quick before we yeah. get off the line. Yesterday, I was cleaning like my mail that was on my counter. I was like cleaning it up, and there was a card there that I, I didn't know where it came from. It was already opened, and it, I think it was like really old. So maybe my toddler got into one of my old boxes, and like somehow it ended up out on the counter yesterday. And my little brother's in town, and I was just telling him, Oh, I'm going on the Yogi Triathlete podcast. I love these guys. I was telling them all about you guys. And and then we get home, and, and I this card is on the counter, and I'm like cleaning things up, and I lift up the card and I open it up and it was somebody that was had listened to me on your podcast and had written me a beautiful card about how inspired they were from your podcast and I was like that is so ironic I was how did that how did that even happen but again it's like there's the magic, yeah, that's that's magic. That. that wasn't luck or co- or coincidence no. it was magic no. oh that's so yeah, beautiful totally. I love to hear that and it's that yeah. trickle effect oh. right it's the it's the ripple effect yeah. you mentioned earlier that will never truly know the extent, but we get reminders of that magic. And for us, like that is fuel to keep going. Because I'll tell you, there's been times, I actually said it the other day, I was like, you know, we could just do this podcast like where we just do like an episode every (laughs) month. Like we could just do that. Like, you know, always that part of you that's like, I could do this in an easier way. But it's so important to keep bringing people on the show Mm -hmm. and sharing these stories and also having people back, you know, and and creating these relationships, not for just the three of us, but for everybody that's in our communities. It's, it's really amazing. So thank you so much for sharing that. That's amazing. You're welcome. You're welcome. See you soon. I hope. Take care. Yes. Sam, you too. Bye.